0: Hello and welcome to the Extreme Cinema Podcast where we talk about obscure French B-movies that were released in like two fucking cinemas in France in like the 80s and no one saw them except us because we're going to talk about them today or one film. Dom, how have you been?
1: I've been good, Stoney, and this might be the weirdest we've done. This one is absolutely mental. (laughs) I lost my mind a little bit watching this.
0: I... I literally, I think maybe necromantic, but this is second, which is yeah. insane to even say. Like, the first scene in the film, when the monster pops out of the tent, it's about <laughs> six seconds into the film. And I literally rewound the film because I'm like, did I miss? I blinked. I <laughs> blinked and I missed something. There? Like,
1: <laughs> what the, uh, I mean, do you want oh to introduce the film? Is yeah. there any introduction?
0: Like... Uh, this movie, it's called Devil's Story. And it's a fucking... Like I said, it's a French B-movie that was released as an actual B-movie as part of a double feature in, like, a few provincial French cinemas, and uh, it's known as one of the first films you've ever made, and was completely forgotten about, and DVD copies used to run you, or VHSs used to run you a lot of money, and then it's kind of having a bit of a, a moment again where people are clocking into, actually, this film is fucking mental.
1: Yeah, t- does it, like, will people know this? I have no idea about this film, you know. I just kind of watched it because you told me to. With this one, it was a, it, it was such I a, what the is, fuck is this?
0: <laughs> I think this is the most obscure thing we've ever talked about. Um, yeah. Probably by I, I some d- distance.
1: By some distance, I'd imagine.
0: Uh, I mean, what this is to me, right, is this is what Manos the Hands of Fate was hyped up to be. Like you hear about Manos yes, being the worst yeah. film of all time, yeah. You hear about that being like the worst film of all time, which it kind of is, and it's it's like so bad and so amateur hour. But you watch Manos, and ninety percent of it is like boring as shit.
1: It's so boring. Manos is boring. This is This could never be called boring. <laughs> this is. <laughs> this was beautiful. Like, listen, I. I. Kind I was of so entertained. It. Like, I was. I loved. No, it. same.
0: Like, like, it's horrible but i loved it at 70 minutes it's like it just goes bomb 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 and it's like i like i i I was so happy because i was like i struck gold i struck gold for this podcast yeah absolutely i was expect i was expecting this to be a zero budget slasher with like some some gore you know the gore's extreme elements and we're gonna we're gonna have another kind of snuff where we uh we have this (laughs) like just terrible movie on every level but it's mental. Like, it's not really a slasher film. It's like, it's no. not any subgenre of horror. It's its own thing.
1: There's ki- this kind of a story somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's simultaneously
0: something... no story and <laughs> way too much story.
1: Way too many stories. My favourite side story was The Horse, by far. <laughs>
0: oh, that was... <laughs> oh my... God, the extended like five minute scene of him trying to shoot the horse with the shotgun, like with unlimited ammo, and the horse oh just is cutting to footage of the horse running.
1: Do you know how, um, before we've, we've done episodes of this podcast where it's just as losing his mind? And I think this might be one of those again because this film. It didn't break me. Like, I adored watching it. Like, it was like, it was such an experience. And I could see why people are finding this and loving it again, because it's so insane. And it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think the horse broke me. I think when we got to that, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And this film is like, it's so unhinged. Like, it yeah. just goes in, like, random directions. There's a fucking mummy in this. Like, it's a 1930s <laughs> film. There's a mummy and there's a
1: ghost shit that flies out of a mountain. Like, <laughs> it's... Like, I don't know what was happening. Like...
0: And the the monster, the one that's on the Blu-ray cover, it's just, like, a disabled person. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just so a weird. disabled guy
1: and his mother, and it's, like, like he's, he's a killer, but like
0: what a what a ride like it's so good like like it so like the film it starts out and like in the first seven minutes of this film three people's car breaks (laughs) down and he kills them all like three separate people's car break down (laughs) a lot of people's car break down near that guy (laughs) like i love in the first scene when like the wife or girlfriend or whoever she is is I'm assuming that's who she is, but they, like the director um, has gone like, okay, you're a child, so skip round the forest even though you're just bringing like su- supplies to to him. <laughs> it's like insane, and then the opening credits roll, um, and the opening credits are kind of lit actually, and then it's like another person breaking down, and he sees the monster he's like, excuse me, sir, do you know where where a, a petrol station is? Stab. <laughs>
1: it's it's so good and it's so nonsensical like this this film genuinely breaks every rule like every rule of everything like if you tried to make a film
0: like this you couldn't do it it's one of those this is (laughs) this is what would happen if you were told to make a horror movie having just read the wikipedia's for horror movie
1: yeah, yeah. If you were like, I know what horror is, I've heard of that. Like, this is what you'd get. Like,
0: Well, this is the director, Bernard uh, Lonois. Lowness? Sorry, yeah. because it's French. And I can't <laughs> pronounce French names for life of me. This is his only horror film, but it's the only one of his films that's, like, remotely remembered.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which is honestly, saying something. I looked up so little for this because I just wanted to go in and, like, cry.
0: <laughs> like,. But there's fucking nothing. There's like no explanation for it. This is, you know, the room circa 2007 or something, where there really is just no explanation for this thing that has landed on my television screen.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, it's hard to describe to somebody who's not seen it how, how insane and how entertaining it is at the same time, though, because I, I was never bored. Like, I was never, I was never like, oh, I should turn this off. And it's only, what, 70 minutes, 80 minutes? Like, it's, it, it tells you exactly what it's doing from the get-go and doesn't stop, like... <laughs> Apart from when a guy tries to shoot a horse for five hours, like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the ending... The ending, which, like, actually makes no sense whatsoever that they're in a time loop. Yeah. Like, I guess you thought, like, "Oh, what a twist, but it literally doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, this this film we're talking about, this insane, nonsensical, room, Neil Breen-esque film tries to do a big old time loop twist. Like, he, <laughs> like,
0: like how does that even happen? Like... You, you know as well, there's, like, occasional kind of moments of like decent filmmaking but it's like so occasional like that when they're pulling up to the big spooky mansion which is a big spooky mansion for some reason and like it's got like a little a little um after the car breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, this is good filmmaking. And then Nightmare on Bold Mountain literally plays, <laughs> and there's lightning, and they do that like twice. It literally goes. Duh, 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 duh. It's like, this is so cheesy. I can't believe they actually put that in this movie completely unironically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can we talk about how the guy is just dressed in a Nazi uni- uniform as well? Like,
0: like what is happening? <laughs> He's dressed in a Nazi uniform, and then they go into the origin story, and it's nothing to do with the Nazis. this no the British Nazis Empire, in there. and his mum yeah. stole something from them, and then got cursed.
1: So, it's so this guy just was like, honestly, fuck it, put anything in there, like, see what we can
0: do. Like, it kind of sounds like if Chat, like GPT, was insane. I was just looking up the director, and he was born in
1: 1930.
0: Like, my God,
1: I just did it's, not
0: realize it that... was like an old guy. Like, well, he would have been like 56, which yeah, kind of tracks. Like, cons- that would also track for like how old-fashioned some of it is. Yeah, like it's the mummy and the weird daughter. Yeah, because it has a lot of old
1: beat. Well. B movie, I don't know, just kind of old. Yeah, yeah, it's very like Plan Nine kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, imagine like okay, there's a slasher element and like a gore film mixed with like nonsensical 1930s horror serial, Universal monsters type stuff made by someone who had no. Idea of movies made like by like Neil Breen, like none of it makes any sense. Like the character actions never ever make sense. Like the woman who's scared in the hotel, she's like, "Oh, I'm a bit scared in this creepy hotel. Outside is scary. I'm gonna go sleep in the car. I'll be safer there. I'm gonna go out to the middle of fucking nowhere." And also, like, it doesn't even look like they're in the middle of nowhere, but they're just wandering around these like countryside bits that look very close to civilization.
1: Yeah, it's such a odd but beautiful film it's um it's it's an odd one as well because
0: how did you hear of this in the first place because i didn't have a clue about it i i saw a youtube video mention it i can't remember who it was i think it might have been horrible reviews but i don't remember and i was like cool this is a film and didn't think about it for ages and then i was listening um i guess probably at the start of this year or you know whenever to the Oh, either the All the Colours in the Dark or the Shockwaves podcast. I don't remember Uh which one it was, what it was called when I had heard it. Um, And they said they were talking to the bloke who um, runs Vinegar Syndrome. And he was like, we've got this film, which we're restoring. And they did a bloody good job restoring this film, by the way. It looks really nice. Um, We got this film. 95% of people are going to have no fucking clue what this is. But 5% (laughs) of people are going to love it. And I was like, sold.
1: Yeah, because obviously, this vinegar syndrome must be like the big reason for these
0: anybody knowing what the hell this is. I I mean, yeah, absolutely, completely. And it sucks being in the UK because it's. I actually do have one which I bought on eBay, but like the imports just too much. Um, But they really release the most obscure, ridiculous shit and they put it out at the absolute highest quality, which I have mad respect for like i really have a kind of disdain for criterion um because they're putting out commercially viable films at this point they're not what they were 20 years ago but they put it out at like this massively inflated price because they're like we are criterion you want a blu-ray copy of dazed and confused 30 pounds please but vinegar syndrome actually the price point of their films actually makes sense considering how ridiculously niche and obscure they are yeah, I think these are still even less
1: than Criterion, so... They are. What, hey, um, what a movie, though. It was
0: what? absolutely lived up to it, because you can watch something like this, like I said, with Manos, um, or to an extent Snuff, when we watched that in season one, and you're just like, oh, Christ, no, this is not worth it for the few funny moments, but this is yeah, yeah. wall-to-wall madness. Like, the, What was that with the yellow lightning? <laughs> I don't know i don't have a clue (laughs) and the cat the cat like meowing that it keeps coming back to
1: it's um it's a choice i think i think this man had been like well sometimes they cut to things in movies (laughs) that's all (laughs) the only thing that i can think of because none of it made sense to anything (laughs)
0: You're actually right. That's literally what they were like in the editing. Well, sometimes they cut to things in movie, find me something to cut to. I mean, for a film with such a simple plot, like I said, it's really complicated. It's so hard to hear, know what's going on. I mean, I, oh, the main yeah. character screams. Like, all she does is screams and run about. But also there's all that lore with the British Empire ship losing the sarcophagus
1: and yeah. the woman
0: and their daughter dying and being resurrected. And then, God damn it, the burial alive sequence. Oh. <laughs>
1: I'd, hear, it's like, I'd actually forgotten like that. So much happens in this movie, but
0: <laughs> like, I still can't actual, get over the like, horn. She's so <laughs> so weakly trying to like close the coffin, and she's just so weakly trying to undo it for like a long time.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's such a incoherent. It's like made by a madman, and it's beautiful. Like when you talk about this kind of movie, so many times. You're like, oh, this was cool, but you watch it with friends and you're like, that's where it's fun. And then it's a bit boring if you watch it on your own and it get, it can drag a lot. This is something different. This is like, I, I could watch this on my own all of the time. This is madness. Like every single beat was like,
0: what the fuck is going on? I love this. <laughs> it does actually feel genuinely random at points
1: oh yeah absolutely it genuinely feels like this guy put some footage together and was just like well we need something in here like have have somebody run across i have a cat like it was like that was like so much of it yellow
0: lightning bolts go 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 horse, <laughs> horse. army guy
1: 700 rounds spooky in mansion
0: like, it, but it's brilliant like- What's that I... like also I like how they're just like running outside with the horse and but, but just the cart like outside the city <laughs> like that woman and her son um you know who are the villains yeah, yeah. they're just like citizens yeah they just kind of live
1: in a city <laughs> like, <it's>, like... <laughs> she's like a, a, a gypsy or something but then, oh what what is happening like uh... was she not
0: the like the person who was plundering the ships and then got cursed I think so <laughs> or the daughter of someone plundering the ships maybe the daughter um, of... and it didn't make any sense so they were lighting fires on the cove to get the ship to run in but like the the fires would <laughs> alert the ship <laughs> they tell the, land. the ship that the land was there <laughs> <laughs> and then the ship goes towards the land <laughs> this man had no idea what a lighthouse is dead either yeah, <laughs> they attracted ships. Like, <laughs> like they're just naturally like inclined towards fire.
1: <laughs> he thought ships were moths. That's why, like, this guy was
0: losing his mind. <laughs> what, what a movie! You know what else is brilliant? Like in the second half of the film, right? The day and night time is completely random, basically. Like they just filmed whenever they were getting the shots. Like regardless of what time of day it's meant to be set. Oh, yeah. I presume this takes place in one night. It,
1: I I feel like it's supposed to be midnight, but there was no there was no day tonight. It was just it was uh, it was just but I, whatever. I, I swear,
0: like there's a bit where she's running away from the mummy and it's in day, and then yeah, it's back yeah. to the horse and it's night again. Yeah, there was because I uh, remember. Why that. does he want the he wants the the mummy to control it? He's I, what like. <laughs> He's trying to get them. He's like, like, please save me from the creatures. Like, no, I want to own them. And he has like zero evidence for why he thinks that if he kills the horse, he can control the mummy. And it's incredible
1: because we'll have talked about so many movies on this podcast where people obviously have seen it and know exactly what i are talking about and stuff. They're just hearing us talk about mummies and horses and 200 rounds of shotgun and a bit two people have seen this movie. I
0: feel like, what the hell are these idiots talking about? <laughs> Incidentally, hello to the two people who are listening who have seen the film. Everyone else is just going to turn this on to, like, fall asleep to. It's like when people use, like, the shipping forecast to fall asleep <laughs> yeah. to it. They're, like, this is not followable.
1: Why is it called Devil's Star? <laughs> that's, that's,
0: that's another thing I want to know. <laughs> It's. That, I didn't even think about that. There's no. There's no. Anything to do with the devil. There's a mummy and a deformed killer and um. A ghost ship. Goth. Zombie <laughs> thing. Ghost yeah. ship. Horse. Cat. Horse. <laughs> Maybe the horse is the devil. <laughs> we never do. Honestly, that, that would <laughs> fucking track. It's like <laughs> the weirdest game of word association I think I can think of.
1: It's a, it just sounds like we're saying things. I promise this happens in the movie to people listening.
0: <laughs> Everyone go find this film. Like it's it's genuinely Lynchian, is it not? Oh absolutely,
1: yeah. It's not in a clever Lynch way, but it's completely Lynchian in many
0: like it, it didn't mean. Like to the be. horse the horse oh my god the horse is like this is like twin peaks
1: yeah 500 rounds of a
0: shotgun (laughs) trying to kill a horse like he's just running about and he's got the knife and he never tries to use it (laughs) like what was i don't like they like you know when they go into the flat i mean maybe it was a red herring maybe they were reusing props but they go into the mansion and the dude has the same knife as the killer yeah. But he's not the killer? No, I don't think it was a red herring. <laughs> I don't think we're
1: giving him too much credit. <laughs> I think the guy was like, well,
0: shit, put this on. <laughs> you need something. <laughs> and you know what's really funny? Because like I said, there's like actually no information on this film. I really tried. The Wikipedia, the the bits of the wiki that are not describing the plot just say the film is known as bad. And then there's like a sentence about it coming out as a B movie, but the production company Condor films aren't a nothing company. They've done, they mainly do advertisements and things, but they're actually the production company. One of the production companies, I guess behind Jan Sfunkmeyer's Alice. Oh, really? So I don't know if Lenoy was just coming to them being like, I'm going to make a slasher film. Those make money. It is the eighties. Please give me money for a slasher film. And they went, Sure. I hope you make something coherent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and what they got was <laughs> the most incoherent thing that has ever been put to movie. It's it's very hard to find for a reason but find it because it is so fun. Like if and people will be like, Well, why is this on the Extreme Cinema podcast though? Like, we've talked about so many fucked up things on here before, so many it is a gory ass film. There are some gory moments in it. Um, and I guess extreme in the sense they're not of... They're bad like, as well? No, they're not too bad. Like, there's some decent gar in there that's like, oh, this, this happened, like, somehow. Like, And it's also just extreme in the sense of who the fuck is watching this really except us?
0: Like, who is this bar? Like, <laughs> I love, right, that they bought, like, about one metre of hose and every character... Who dies, they put the same hose in with the blood. Like every character that dies, just blood is spurting out of them after they're dead. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Really consistent <laughs> flow.
1: Just, we got this hose for the
0: blood. You're gonna have to use this one hose. Like it's. It's so good. The budget only called for one hose and some stock footage of a horse and a ship. Uh, and. Uh, enough bandages to make a mummy yeah i mean it literally walks around with it's like arms outstretched (laughs) like it's the 1930s like no subversion there it's literally a 1930s horror movie villain
1: it is it's a boris Karlov mummy it's like like dude saw creature from the black lagoon and stuff and went yeah this is what i'm after (laughs) like and, and it's impossible to find much on this film i don't know if you found much but i imagine the budget was about 10 quid
0: like it's it's a ridiculous like i mean there's like no actors in it um and all the actors have done like nothing yeah basically yeah. the directors made a few other films that are just I, they may well be lost i mean there's like no one's mentioned them like almost no one's seen them on letterbox like they may they may well be lost films. I don't know, but nothing that's anything to to watch at this point. No, um, it's really the reviews I saw. A couple of reviews said this is why the French don't make horror movies, which I guess back then must have been true. <laughs> yeah. So imagine being so bad that you're like, our entire country can't make horror movies because we've seen your film.
1: Imagine like a <laughs> beautiful like. <laughs> The Fre- yeah, I guess 80s fr- French horror was this, <laughs> which is, mm. what a, what an output.
0: <laughs> if you're a fan of horror, you have to watch this film as, like, an anti-horror movie.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's it's very anti-horror-esque, and it tries so hard. <laughs> like, it, it's trying to get every trope in there and everything that somebody... It's like he said before, it's like this guy read what horror was and he was like, oh, cool, I can do that. Like, yeah, there'll be a mummy at one point and a ghost ship and there's people do undead Nazis in horror sometimes. Let's do that. But also, he's not a Nazi, he just wears a Nazi uniform and... Cool gar
0: and yeah, I've seen it listed as Nazi exploitation, <laughs> yeah, which must yeah. be like again. He's gonna he wants to make an old fashioned horror film, or I don't even know if he does, but he's got those elements to it, it's got the slasher elements, and it's listed as Nazi exploitation, even though it's just not. It's not all, it's just the dude wears a Nazi uniform for some fucking reason, who knows what, but that's it, like <laughs> that's your reason, like <laughs> you know, this kind of broke me. I kind of love it. I'm gonna watch it again. Uh, everyone listening should get friends round to watch this I kind of wish I could have yeah
1: yeah it's a it's a beautiful one of those friends right ra- and because it has no real down moments like a lot of these get friends round laugh at movies do like you watch Breen or you watch like Manos you said other things like that after a while it gets a bit stale this will not get stale and it's very short you will love it
0: <laughs> why did the Fucking ship come out of the mountain and... like it was a shipwreck boat, and then the whole ship comes out of the mountain. I don't know, but there's also this, like you just had a sunken sarcophagus. That would be enough. Why is there a ghost ship <laughs> that just, for, drives out of a mountain? It's absolutely
1: mental. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, it's obviously not a good film, but in the same sense, it's such a good film. <laughs> it's so
0: broken. And I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) That actually, that needs to be on the box. (laughs) Like, it's quote, "Dom, it's so broken. It is. It is actually a broken film."
1: It is because I honestly had no idea what I was getting into. Like, I
0: knew what you'd, neither, neither. You'd
1: like told me tiny bits, like, "Oh, this is supposed to be weird. This is supposed to be really bad and out there." And I watched it and. My girlfriend was at work and I got home. She got home and I was like,
0: I've just watched the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, you have no idea. (laughs) You know, I think we said this a lot in Verotica. The unintentional comic timing in this film is like incredible. It takes it to
1: another level though. Like, Verotica was just painful and like...
0: Hard to get through.
1: Obviously, I was laughing at this, but it felt like... I was laughing with it as well, even though it was just at it because they were just trying so so much to do anything in there. Like, they
0: threw everything. (laughs) Just, it's... This film has, like, charm and uniqueness to it. It's got charm because of the budget and the mishmash of genres and the restoration probably does a a hell of a lot to help it. Yeah, yeah. Verotica is, like we know what Danzig was trying to do. We can we can, we can, can see what he's trying to make. He's trying to copy the things he likes, which, I mean, it, it, like, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that in a neutral way. So it's not as, it's not as interesting to watch, like, here's a really bad American attempt at giallo. Whereas this is like, here is a what the fuck, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Nothing I've ever seen is like this.
1: It's like, yeah, because like you said, Veronica wears its influences on its sleeve. This has if any influence it's from no influences. 50 years ago and that's like the smallest amount of one little bit it's just it's no influences it's like the purest form of somebody hearing about something and trying to do it without ever
0: experiencing it and i don't even know if that's true it might not be but it's so like that like <laughs> There's not a lot of talking in this, but if there was more talking, it would almost be like Rick and Morty interdimensional cable. Yeah, literally, it's that insane.
1: It's that like out there and trying to like do something. (laughs) It's it's so hard. Like if you've not seen this, it's it would be so hard to like even do a plot summary. Like how do you
0: do a plot summary of this? Because there isn't one. There is one, but there isn't like. There's a there's a a killer who's a Nazi, but not a Nazi, who's just like a deformed kid <laughs> who was cursed because of a ghost ship. And he kills a bunch of people, uh, but th- that's irrelevant. <laughs> and then the people in the hotel are trying to bring the ghost ship back to control the mummy because the ghost ship lost a sarcophagus. And the <laughs> killer, the form killer in the Nazi uniform and his mother are trying to resurrect their daughter while also killing or like her daughter like his sister while also killing people for no reason and then there's a horse running about which can't be killed for some reason and then they the mummy like comes back because of the thing i someone i the killer and the what and that mother the 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 mummy comes (laughs) back for some reason and the daughter like rises from the dead because they resurrect her and then they go off and live happily ever after because the guy that was trying to resurrect the mummy to control it just died because yeah, yeah. he for some reason thought he could control it um <laughs> and then it turns out it's a time loop and a, a similar looking couple in a similar looking car come to the hotel and it's all going to happen again for some fucking reason Do <laughs> you know what's St- the devil story that was
1: beautiful that was the best anyone has ever done that like <laughs> like, this is gonna get a million views because nobody has ever been able to explain Devil's story like you just did.
0: Like, this is the Rich Evans explaining Devil's Down It Devil is story. so
1: like that.
0: <laughs> and by the way, everyone, we we did it here first. So when it gets on best of the worst in like whenever, because it will go on best yeah. of the worst at some point. It's like perfect for it. Um, we did it here. We first We best
1: get fucking mentioned. If Red, let me just say my name. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: Oh that would be That would be like lit We we love red letter media Uh, If Jay's listening to this Hello <laughs> You're our favourite The one in a million <laughs> chance that's happening You never know <laughs> So um, Do we have any final thoughts on this? Because like normally we go into a lot more depth About the film's context it's, But there's nothing there's... This is like an artefact that's been dropped from space Yeah
1: it's my uh, my final thoughts are: try and track it down. Watch it. It's beautiful. It doesn't take much up of your day. It's fun. It's Devil's story. There we go. <laughs> People who are working from home, do it on your lunch yeah, break. It's it's literally a lunch break long movie. It's it's fantastic.
0: It's um one of the weirdest things I've seen. Get your friends around and watch it. This could be the new Troll 2. That's like it. That's yes. basically it. It's, it's it's batshit.
1: That is a perfect
0: way to finish it. <laughs> so, this is the most weird, obscure thing we've done until next week, <laughs> because this podcast is going fucking off the rails this season. I am going
1: to let you introduce this next one because I have no idea about it. So you, you go for it, <laughs>
0: right we're gonna look at this weird intersection between exploitation film and fundamentalist christian right-wing propaganda from like i think this is 70s if i'm not mistaken it must be 70s we are doing if the footmen tire you what will the horses do (laughs) or think i it's I, i watched this like a few months ago and i have been obsessed with it it's like if Brass Eye did an episode of com- on communism is what this would be, and it's so weird and it fits the podcast and I f- like threw it in just before what was meant to be the season finale, which will be the week after next because I'm like we have to talk about this movie. So excited! You're gonna have opinions. i will have
1: lots of opinions. I, I assume.
0: So. And whereas this one, you're gonna find a hard time in outside of the US of tracking this one down. Uh. This the footman is on YouTube yeah. about a billion times over, so that's easy. Oh, and because actually, I should say a lot of people do actually watch the films before we talk about them, because hence why I mentioned it at the end of it. Just get through the first t- five minutes; you're going to be like, "Why am I watching a like right-wing Christian sermon?" <laughs> Just get through it. I promise you, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, and we will have a great time
0: talking about it. Okay. Thank you for listening to the absolutely unhinged Extreme Cinema Podcast. (laughs) We've lost our fucking minds. And next week will be just as bad,
1: so I hope you're all (laughs) ready.
0: See you, everyone. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Extreme Cinema Podcast with Alexander Sternberg and Dom Loach. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing as it really helps us out. The original artwork for the podcast was done by George Arnold. The Extreme Cinema Podcast... Available where all good podcasts are available.